Hi everyone, uh, this is Brendan. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick disclaimer because as you'll soon find out, my mic didn't transition over when I was filing or transferring the file onto my computer for some reason. And so it sounds like I'm in the next room over the whole episode and commenting but not wanting to grab a mic. So that's why that's kind of weird, but you can still sort of hear me. So uh, And we don't have this issue in the other episodes. So please bear with us for this episode of Vulnerability. Is he a hoot? <laughs> <laughs> he was just showing us how to work our um, little thing that we plug everything into. What is this called, Matt? Uh, an audio recorder. Okay. And with that, we will introduce our guest, <laughs> Matt Penridge. Yay. Oh. Wow. Thank you, everybody. What an awesome intro, huh? Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Subtle. I've known him for so long, and the only thing I have to say is he knows how to use an amplifier. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was a crash crash course. And you don't want to peek. You can't correct it if you peek. Yeah, Which once is you go, once you go too far past the point of no return, you can't fix it. So don't peek. Yeah, and that's the theme of this episode. Peeking. That'll be the name of this episode too. Peeking. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> when so did you peek? What's been going on the last week or two? Oh, work and just a couple performances, you know. Uh, you guys were doing something over at Spread Art that wasn't AWOL this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Spread Art is having a fundraiser campaign right now to update their second level. They have like, uh, before it was like an apartment up there and artists would live in it. Um, but now they're trying to transform that into different um like art spaces and like a communal area and everything. So uh, they're trying to raise money to do that. And they had like a, a little fundraiser event where there was music and improv and Matt and Mitch and I all performed as half Pluto and um, listen, stupid performed. And then a troupe that Betty uh, is in performed that I haven't seen before. It was very fun. And there was some music afterwards. So there was an artist who lived upstairs there was several artists who I guess have lived upstairs. I don't know what capacity or what the arrangement was, but yes, there was like artists that would just roam in and out. And now they're gone. Now they're gone. We're They've been kicked. Did they have to be lured out in some way? I, I doubt that they were lured <laughs> out, but I like the thought of what you would use to lure an artist out, like easels and pencils. Uh, yeah. A smock. <laughs> Those painter palettes that you have that you stick your thumb through. Yeah, they have to follow the painted dotted lines out. <laughs> I don't understand. You got lured out with a smock. You're like, hey, look at this. There's more where that came from. Yeah. It's like a waving, like waving a red uh, I'm sorry. flag in front of a bull. Do you think an artist can afford their own smock? <laughs> no, it's handed the down from generation to generation. Art? Really starving point. artists like, uh, yeah these are things i need what, what do i need to do to get that <laughs> yeah all right so 
that's cool. So how'd that all go? It was fun. They were uh, they were short little like sets. Like I I don't know how long do you think we even performed, Matt? It felt short, like maybe fifteen minutes, yeah. which was fine. Was there a good turnout? No. I wanted to go. It was Thursday, right? Yeah. I will say it was probably a good turnout for the fact that it was on a Thursday night, but mostly it was just like us watching each other, but it was still fun. It was a nice little event and, you know, they had little snacks and drinks and stuff. It was great. It was also really interesting to be there and not be the one producing the show. So I just was able to like kick back and relax and not care. It was. It was really nice. I was. I was in I was all the way in the back seat of that one. I love <laughs> I have to drive myself everywhere, but whenever I'm in someone else's car sitting in the back, I can just like look at my phone and I feel like the fanciest person ever. Like, oh I'm yeah. To be able to sit in the back of the car. When do you think that hit? Because I remember being a kid and it was like whoever got front seat was like the king of the castle. And now I'm like, let me sit in the backest of seats. <laughs> For me personally it was when I like graduated from college and then like oh, I have to drive to work every day and be in rush hour traffic, and then I have to, like, go to the grocery store by myself and, like, be with a bunch of people, and it's like, wow, I really miss when my mom drove me everywhere and grocery shop for me. Yeah. <laughs> Driving is a chore. Driving's the worst. I hear that kids don't drive anymore. Is that true? I was actually literally just listening to someone talk about how they are not in a huge hurry to get their license when they turn 16. Like, it's 17, 18 now. Yeah. Were you 16 or 17 when you got I yours? I had to, like, fight to get mine because my brother before me, he's four years older, and he's totaled, like, nine cars. So my parents oh, yeah. were like, horrified for me to get my license. So I had to, like, fight, like, tooth and nail to get it. So I got it, like, five months after my birthday. And knock on wood, I'm a pretty good driver. So Danny, my little brother, got his on his birthday. Oh. But, yeah, I guess, like, people are not in a huge hurry to be driving. When did you get yours, Matt, besides in the year 1912 because you're old? Wow. He's old. He's old. (laughs) He's an old-ass man. (laughs) I got it when I turned 16, um, right when I was discharged from World War II. (laughs) 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 I went into World War II when I was 13. (laughs) Times were different. No, I got it right when I was 16, and I... Yeah, it was like, it was freedom. Like I, that's what I don't think I get sometimes. Um, Cause I have a nephew who uh, waited really long um, to get it. And I was just like, I, I don't know. It's not about like, oh, take responsibility. I was just like, I, what do you do if you're 16 and you don't have one? But I think there's just different things to do. You can get around. Yeah, my two best friends had a car. Um, and so I was like, don't need one. Although I did spend like the $275 or whatever it was to take segment one. And then I never... Co- yeah, there was two you segments. Gotta, like, lie and say all the different times that you've been driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, penciled that in like the morning before segment two. I was like, yeah. Know, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I didn't get mine until I was like 21 and moved back from Chicago. Really? Yeah, because when I was in high school, I did not have money to buy a car. So it was like, who gives a shit? And then um, my two best friends had a car. So they were always the ones driving. And I just didn't need one. And right after I graduated, I moved to Chicago. Okay. And I was there until I was 21. So it doesn't mean I didn't not drive. Yeah. Um, but also, I could understand the other side of it. It's like, yeah, it's expensive, and there's a lot of responsibility. For sure. It costs money. 
It right. should probably be 18. That should yeah. probably be the legal driving age. Like, if you're 16, you probably shouldn't be on the road behind a death machine. No, I was a complete idiot when I was 16. I oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And... I, there's no way I would have been a good driver at 16 years old. No way. Yeah, I just remember that feeling when I first got into my car when I was driving it all by myself. I played, uh, I think, My Chemical Romance in my car, and I absolutely on the road knew that I was like brand new, and I was just like so self conscious. I was like, <laughs> oh, like, I hope I fit in and no one notices. But uh, yeah. That was all 100% in my head, and it was, like, the best time ever. I had nowhere to be. I just drove around. Right. Yeah. The first yeah. place I drove to was my cousin's house out on, like, 23 and Gratiot. And instead of taking 94, I took Gratiot all the way up because I was scared to get on the expressway because I had only been on it, like, five times in my life. Yeah. And 94 on the east side is even worse because there's super short on-ramps. So you just have to, like, hit it and gun it and get over. Yeah. You've got no time to look. And it was, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you grow up, Brendan? Livonia. Livonia. Okay. Me and Matt grew up really close to each other on the east side. And I will concur that the on and off ramps were either very short or a huge circle. Yeah. Like the huge the circle were great. Yeah. Well, no, like at like 14 Mile and like Harper and like all those ones, they have these big, huge circles. So you like come off and you're just doing a circle for a really long time. And those terrified me. Circles are scary. Yeah. And what if you fly off one of those things? Yeah, Americans hate roundabouts. They really do. Like it requires a lot of trusting the other drivers around you and being like, "Are you paying attention and not gonna hit me and like pay attention to these signs so I can drive my car through here?" So, and I don't like trusting other people (laughs) because people are pretty lousy. Yeah. All right. I I take one every day. There's one right by my work on Evergreen, so I'm pretty good at them. Do you trust the other drivers? No, never. I'm always just when I'm when I'm in the circle and coming around and I see cars coming up to stop, I'm just staring at them with my foot like hovering over the brake. Yes. Do you think that's where the term circle of trust came from? Yes. From England. London. <laughs> London turnabouts. Hey, write that down. We should use that throughout history. So, Maddie, yeah. we um, started this podcast because me and Brendan like to talk a lot. And we wanted something a little self indulgent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a, a tad of. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah, Matt's known me for a while, and, you know, the company I keep <laughs> is Brendan. And um, we have a couple like segments in this podcast. Um, the first. Like, do you want to explain them, Brendan? Because you're better at it than me. I gave. No, I sent him. I sent him the warm up email or text message. We've got three pillar segments. Uh, They're called the sprout, the seedling, and the sage. So, sprout is like childhood up until like graduating high school. No, I thought it was middle school. In the text, it said middle school. Or wait, no, in the text, it, I don't remember. Go ahead. Middle school. I'll have to update my notes. Because <laughs> uh, we agreed that it was until high school. And well. Then, so then, so that's the sprout. 
And then the seedling's like 18 to 25. Yeah, this makes more sense. And then sage, when you're wiser, is 25 till present. And so we're just talking about different like formative events that have happened in your life. Any funny stories? It could be vulnerable. It doesn't have to be. That's just the name of our podcast. It yeah. It doesn't have to be a fun one. We were sharing some really fun stories. Like, I got pants in college. <laughs> and my underwear yeah. got pulled down. Like Whoa. Yeah, that was a yeah. thing. We didn't go too deep into it. But so, like. I did a cartwheel and flashed my entire class in, like, sixth grade. Where were your underwear? Well, my underwear weren't uh. safe in my pants, but my shirt went over my head. Oh. <laughs> Get your head out of my pants. Well, for whatever reason, I just thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought that meant like you were wearing a skirt. No. Well, Brennan just said he got pants, and so I was thinking crotch. I see what you were thinking, but you were wrong. I did yeah. a cartwheel and I flashed my little baby boobs to everybody. Little but I, baby boobs. My little baby boobs. But that was like literally the first day that I got a bra with underwire and I was like, here, seventh grade. <laughs> Look at these. I know, right? It was my safety. And I've worn a cardigan ever since, just in case. Those are three pillar segments. Should we just dive in? Yeah. I want to see who Matt was as a kid. Do you have a good story for your sprout? Sure. The, the sprout. sprout. Um, well, I came out as an adult, as Maggie knows. <laughs> <laughs> Matt came out of the womb as a 24-year-old in 1916. Yeah. I feel like when I was seven, I would look at 14-year-olds and be like, they're being childish. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense for you. No. Uh, yeah. No, I... So, um... I, when you, you sent me that text and I was thinking about it and I feel like, um, I don't know why the first thing that popped in my head is that, uh, you know, that Maggie knows I have a moose tattoo, which is because at some point when we were kids, my two cousins and I, we would go camping and my dad made up this thing called the moose patrol. And so it was just like, we would go camping and then we'd go hiking and he's like, yeah, we're the moose patrol. And we're like, like, we're like five i remember this as like five i don't not re i don't remember a time that i wasn't in the moose patrol which was just my cousins and then my grandpa my uncle and my dad and it was just like wait what's the moose patrol and he's like oh well it's what we are we're the moose patrol we go out in the woods and we make sure the woods are safe and we're just like holy shit are you serious like we're like that's how i remember like are you shitting me we're the moose we that's us <laughs> that's us and he was just like yeah and at what age know. did you God? realize that you thought <laughs> God? I, I don't know. Like Trump, we were on a mission from God. <laughs> There's a directive. <laughs> and at what age did you realize we that were... you weren't actually protecting the world from moose? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Are we not? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. First of all, we were not we we're not protecting them from moose. We were the moose patrol. We looked up to the moose as our like leaders. Not as our leader, but like our the moose was our spirit animal. So we were just the moose patrol. We we're not protecting the forest from the moose. Sorry if I gave that impression. You guys are symbolizing a moose because, as we all know, moose. They were like your house sigil. Plural for moose. I think moose is plural for moose. Multiple moose. So the moose is what keeps all of the uh, forest creatures. He, yes. 
I did not know this story, by the way. Oh, I, you didn't? I've known you since the Great Depression, and I did not know that. <laughs> I thought that you knew that. Uh, that's why I have a moose tattoo. I just thought and, you really uh, liked moose. I, like <laughs> 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 I just thought your brand went a little uh, too far. Well, that's why. But that's why I love moose. But uh, we used like it turned I into love like. That. Yeah, it was my favorite. It's like, that's why I have all this moose stuff. I think my dad and I, we have taken it most to heart. Like, it's this big deal for us. My Uh cousins, when we were kids, like, everybody thought it was the best. But then, like, I was still, like, an eight. When I was 18, I'm still like, whoa, we're still the moose patrol. Yeah. We would go to Belle Isle. There's the Nature Center in Belle Isle. Uh Um, We would go there, and they had a moose head on the wall. And so we'd go there. My dad would take us there as kids, and, like, we would walk around the Nature Center. And then, like, when we get to the moose, this is a true story. We would stand, and my dad invented this, and we just thought it was true. Like, this is the moose patrol call. But we would stand, and I guarantee you he made it up on the spot. We would stand. We'd all salute the moose by, like, putting our hand over our mouth like this. And then we all just look at the moose and go, that is perfect. <laughs> and so, like, I, I'd almost guarantee you what happened first was like we were just walking around in there, and my dad probably didn't know that there was a moose head in there, so we were just like, oh my god, there's a moose head, and he was just like, oh yeah, no, yes, uh, we salute it like this. <laughs> So he was just like on on rip making yeah. up the rules of the moose patrol. Yeah. I love that so much. So we'd be out in the forest and doing that. So like were there any like specific responsibilities as a member of the moose patrol? We would no, no, no responsibilities. Yeah, it was like our club. We would go out in the forest like when we were walking, and like forest like Michigan forest, like up in the thumb. Not yeah. like you know, whatever, but um we would always one thing we would do is like we would always say we want to see and not be seen so if there's other people hiking in the forest we would like scatter and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i I just want to know how many stories have been written about the people (laughs) hiding in the forest (laughs) it's the moose patrol it's just us like (laughs) um yeah also that this was in high school. Uh, this was in college still. But I, mm, well, it did because now I have a nephew who's, he's now like 23, but he was inducted into the Moose Patrol. But we would go camping in the same spot. And one time I was taking him hiking, just me and him. But I was in college. I was like 20 or something. And we're walking and I asked him if grandpa, my dad, ever took him dune jumping, which is just like, they have like small dunes and you just like go running and jump off of it and you'd land and it's whatever. And he goes no, grandpa hasn't taken me yet. And I was like, well, let's do it. And he goes, I, I don't know. It doesn't sound too safe. And I was like, well, I just go, well, we used to do it with grandpa. And he looks at me, a 20 year old man goes, yeah, but you had an adult with you. <laughs> 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 he was like seven. I was just like, <laughs> I am an adult, <laughs> yeah, which I actually loved. Like it kind of, it was not offensive. It was like, I'm glad you don't think I'm an adult. That's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I but I feel be. like, so you were happy at 20 that he didn't see you as an adult? Yeah. Because I feel like that would be like the biggest upset to me at 20. But now I wish a child would be like, no, you're not an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only know my nephews, but they're like, we're all just children. We're all just children. 100%. Oh, God, that's so funny. Oh, I love the Moose Did Patrol. Did you get kicked out of the Moose Patrol? Was there like a, like a thing that your dad would hold over your head? It's like, if you don't do your chores, you can't be in the Moose Patrol. No, I don't. Not, No. And who was like the president of the Moose Patrol? 
I would say it was... Was there a hierarchy? I would say my grandpa, who is um, no longer with us, but he was like the patriarch of the Moose Patrol. Okay. There wasn't like a hierarchy other than like my grandpa was just like... He didn't invent it, but just by like de facto being... And it was my mom's dad, not my dad's dad, but he was the one who would go camping with us. So he was like... He was the patriarch of the Moose Patrol. So you guys are it was like, more like the a royal family members of the Moose Patrol. Oh, yeah. Are you going to pass this on to your... Your offsprings, uh, a.k.a. me and Brendan. Yeah, my cat. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might just die with me. <laughs> no, you have to pass on the legacy of the Moose Patrol. True, hopefully. Yeah. He was. As a kid, it was like the coolest thing in the world, like other than it didn't mean anything. But when you're camping, you're in the Moose Patrol. Yeah. yeah. And it was, a, was it just boys? Uh, it was, but there is... Uh, no, well, there was only boys as young members, but only because there were all boys. Okay. Because, like, in my family, we have this thing. It's called the sod. And it's all the men in my family. And it was started to, like... um it was started like out of respect for my grandpa. Like the sod is what they call Ireland, like the old sod. Yeah. And so... uh like that's what we started and all the men in my family were like in this group and they like planned all of like the events and were like kind of like the speakers of the family right so to say and like now if someone gets married or like a a kid turns like 18 or older or whatever they're like inducted into the sod and like i there's really like actual responsibilities there's like a president and like a secretary and like a treasurer and all that and oh nice yeah and so and except they, for that you can't be in it and i'm not allowed <laughs> to be in it and so all of us girls one year thought it was hilarious and we called ourselves the sister sod and we would have <laughs> meetings the same nights they would have meetings and yeah but it, that's like their thing and yeah they have shirts and shit all that stuff we had yeah we have moose paraphernalia we i guess in a sense it was the dads and the kids um but i feel like since then we say the family is in the moose patrol but like when we were kids my dad would be the one who was taking me hiking my mom would be on the beach I don't like not because she wasn't allowed to go because she didn't want to fucking go hiking. (laughs) Can you tell your sister and your mom and all them just start the moosets? Okay, I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna make them shirts that say the moosets. We'll do. Does anyone else have a tattoo of a moose in your family? No, 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 no. No, or do they have quite as many moose pictures as you? No, Uh, my dad, my dad would be the only one. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, basically, I'm sure my cousins have some moose stuff, but like it took with me and people would buy me moose stuff. And like a lot of the what I have is not stuff I even bought myself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so. Because I know for a fact I've bought you moose things over the years. You just. Didn't know why you're buying moose well, I always knew Matt loved moose. But you didn't origin story no i did not know the story i was saving it for this podcast (laughs) i'm really happy we started this (laughs) it reminds me of my family we had a thing called the robin hood club oh my god i love that every family had a thing mine was like kind of abusive because it was used like you could get kicked in and you could get yours was a click it was definitely a click and it was like uh 
in 99, it was my parents and my younger brother and two of my older brothers and myself. And we were like just like going throughout like New England and we saw like Niagara Falls and my dad like is obsessed with presidents and stuff. So we went to all these different presidential libraries. So I'm not really into that. It was kind of a boring thing. And me and my brothers, <laughs> in order to uh, keep ourselves entertained, we had this thing called the Robin Hood Club. And Tim was the oldest one there, so he was in charge of who was in and out. And uh, there was one point where Danny was not a part of it, and we were at, like, the JFK library, and we were, like, in this big, empty room, and my brother Tim was like, let's hold hands so we can gain power. So me and Tim were all holding hands quietly, and then Danny, he was, like, seven, walks into the room and sees us all holding hands, and then he just starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) So because of that, Danny got in there, and then there was, like, another night locked us out of the hotel room and so me and Danny had to like climb over a balcony to get in and then we beat Terry with flip flops and then he got kicked out <laughs> he got flops. beat with flip flops and kicked out <laughs> he locked us out of the hotel room so it's like there oh my god you're out I'm sorry dude you're not in the Robin Hood club and then your yeah. guys' was vicious oh man I do like that about you I feel like that that like shows a lot about your personality and who you are because you're very like loyal to things that are like representative of who you are and like the groups you're in. Oh, thank yeah, you. It sounds like you take this the most seriously out of everybody else in the news patrol. Uh, except for my dad. <laughs> yeah. We're we're probably equal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you get that uh like part of yourself from your dad is he very loyal to things like that? For sure. Like I feel like I can imagine how he felt making it up and it wasn't just like a thing like, okay, like let's do this thing and this will keep the kids happy for this trip. It was like, I'm sure it came out. It was like the Moose Patrol and he was just like, we are the Moose Patrol, which is strange that you bring up Robin Hood because his like maybe all time favorite movie is The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn, which was like, I think in the forties, I can't remember, but it's that whole movie is set in the woods and it's his band of merry men and the moose patrol is very much like influenced by robin hood and his like band of merry men like for sure we would uh we would call moss in the forest robin hood's carpet like because there was hills in the forest that were just covered in moss and we'd sit on them (laughs) um but yeah Which is the second best Robin Hood? <laughs> I haven't seen. I, oh, I saw the Mel Brooks one. Remember that one? That is. Good yeah. One. There's I, a couple of questionable parts in that. We, uh, I watched that recently. There's a couple of like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Doesn't hold up. Yeah, there's just a couple of those. Um, Three Amigos has the same thing. I don't. Yeah. Why don't they just go through and fucking take some of these parts out? Just erase them, and then it's fine. Like I don't know if it's. But yeah, so Robin Hood was like. Um, well, my dad won't hear this before Christmas, but I actually got my dad two mugs from Shutterfly that have pictures of Robin Hood on them. Aww. From that movie. I want your dad to be the second guest on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Marty. Marty. Good old Marty. So you said you have a sister. Do you have any other siblings? I do. I have a brother that that's for a different podcast because it's actually a long lost brother. Oh. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a long story. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, long story short, um, my, my mom 
uh, had to give him up for adoption. But then the adoption laws changed in Michigan. So he was able to, through a mediator, reach out and see like, and my mom would get a letter and be like, you know, your son wants to meet you. And so it was like, my parents showed me that letter and were like, what do you think? How old were you at this time? Oh, I was like 28 or 29. Oh, okay. You were full blown. No, no, not until that. And I thought that, and I thought that the letter, when they showed me the letter, I thought that it had come to my parents' house by accident. And then my parents were, my dad would have, if that came by accident, my dad would have showed me the letter kind of like a prank and then been like, just kidding. Except like I read it and then I looked up and I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> like, cause it was like from the state basically like, um, to my mom, like, you know, you're, the laws have changed and now this is a possibility that your son can reach out through this organization. But like, Oh, it wasn't even a letter from him. It was from the, right. Right. Well, I think, right. I can't remember. I think maybe there was a letter from him that you could pass along. I don't even think so. Actually. I, I don't remember now. I remember the thing that I was reading was more official though. Okay. But it's, that was like, um, 10 years ago now ish anyway. So I don't totally remember, but, but yeah, uh, so what's the next pillar? The next pillar is our seedling. And this is 18 to 25. That's right. the agreed upon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the agreed upon time <laughs> that I completely butchered. Uh, the, the seedling. Uh, this one definitely, this one was probably the easiest because um, when I was in college, I joined a frat and like that for sure changed like my life in a sense yeah like um not like like not that i was down some weird path or anything like that but it was just like it's when i discovered like kind of like oh this is who i am these i like this or whatever and uh specifically um like i joined at my freshman year i got to college i went to like a small college because that's where my cousin went one of the moose patrollers shout out to cousin tony hello Tom. um is he single no God damn it, Married Tony. with children. Um, well, <laughs> if you like a moosette, give me a call. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, <laughs> um, so I followed him up there because like uh, I didn't have like any kind of traumatic high school experience or whatever, but like I didn't have, I don't know, I followed him up there. I didn't want to go to big school, I whatever. So um, get up there and... Like the first six weeks I'm up there, I'm only hanging out with him. I'm not meeting anybody. I'm like, well, this sucks. And then one night I was, I actually was at his dorm room, got into a big argument with his roommate about Barry Sanders and the Lions. Cause yes, which is, can you believe that? Brendan probably doesn't know. <laughs> Brendan doesn't Anybody know this who knows aspect me, of yeah, your life. Is not surprised that I got into an argument. <laughs> Matt is a constant debate. <laughs> yes, it's He's a, his own it is team. a thing that I've worked on though. <laughs> I'm I much better it at you. it. <laughs> Arguing, like I, my, I have a problem where I don't realize that people don't like to argue, and I do, and so like it's never like, and then it happens so often where it's just like people will just like snap and I'll be like, Oh, you did it again. Penridge. You yeah. took this over the line. I don't get defensive or offensive. Like I'm, I'm not like offend people, but I just won't quit. And he I, takes a stance. Like I just, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but so yes. Cause he was like, he said the lions are better. We're better without Barry Sanders. Cause it was right around when Barry Sanders retired. And we, we really did get into this huge argument and I left in a huff. And I was coming back. 
<laughs> and it was right around uh, Halloween. I remember that. It was October. So it was that far into the school year before I like met my friends. And I was coming back to the dorm room and I'd kind of met the people who lived across the hall from me. And to me, I thought they were like these cool... I thought they were the cool kids in high school. And they were. In their high school, they were the cool kids. But what yeah, I didn't well, know... Right. But what, well, here's what I didn't know is what translates is like, they were the cool kids in high school and, but it didn't, they didn't matter in college. Like they weren't going to make fun of me. Like I just never, so I, like I was just walking back and they're just like, Hey, uh, Matt, like we're going to a party. Do you drink? And I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't. I'd gotten drunk once maybe before that. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you want to come to this party? And I honestly was like, holy shit. They want me to come to this party. Not thinking like they don't give a shit. Like, yeah, you live here. They're right. like going to a party. You want to come? Right. And so I went to this party with them. That's where I met a bunch of them. And like, at first my nickname was Blatty because there was another Matt and his nickname was Maddie Galaddy. Like you're glad. <laughs> and so they're like, we already have one Matt. You're Maddie Blatty. And yeah <laughs> matt just is a constant peer yeah which is actually true now anyways but um so that was my nickname for a while then that summer um a guy who's and i ended up meeting a bunch of them they had joined a frat that semester and then i joined it the second semester and then that summer this older guy a couple of years older than me we had gone to the same high school but didn't know each other uh notre dame in um, on the east side in Harper Woods, which is no longer there. Um, but anyways, so he, with the former French teacher at Notre Dame, would take um, a group of high school students, French students, to Montreal every year. And he was still friends with her. It was a nun. So he organized that me, him, and this other guy in our frat were going to go because it was like super cheap, all expenses paid. And we just went there for this, like on this high school trip, but we had our own hotel room. Yeah. But like we had our own hotel room and we would sneak out every night because every night she would come to every high school room, every hotel room and make sure they were all sleeping. And we would have pajamas on and we'd be like, good night, sister. And then we would go out and just party our asses off all night. There's times where she'd come to the room to tuck us in. Basically, we'd have pajamas on and they would be making me iron their clothes to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be ironing at like 930. And she's like, you guys going to sleep? Yep. Just getting ready for tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Why is that boy always ironing? <laughs> and then... I've never ironed a I, goddamn well, thing. I'm like, it's wrinkly. That's the way it's supposed to be. I iron all the time. We were like dressing up because we'd go to these clubs in Montreal because we, whatever. It was dumb. But so one of the nights though. Hey, don't um, talk about my friend like that. <laughs> yeah, I like I, that you talk to the nun. I still iron all the time. If I am wearing a button-up shirt, it's been ironed. If I wear a t-shirt in the summer, it's been ironed. Wow. Yeah. It must be a post-war thing. But <laughs> I, uh, yes, this is for another podcast. Um, <laughs> Stop talking about other podcasts. <laughs> you're here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're slated. Ironing, ironing with Mitch Sosha. He's putting on a podcast. <laughs> if Mitch Sosha steals the ironing podcast out from under us, I will be pissed. Hey, Brenton. Hey, Maggie. That episode was real interesting. Yeah. Like, they got really deep. And then that one funny story that they told. Oh, my God. There's more funny stories. You know when? When? Next episode. Oh, okay. We should try to tune in, right? Yeah. If you don't, you're dumb. You're a big fucking idiot. Wow.